right, scripture passage is out of the book of Luke. And he came down with them and stood on the level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. It's Luke chapter 6, verses 17, 18, and 19. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for being with us tonight. We thank you for the word of God that speaks to us. We thank you that it has something for us tonight. And I just ask that you will help us to listen to the words that you have for us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus and what it was like. Can you imagine walking on the earth when Jesus was walking on the earth? Who can picture that? Anybody? Anyone? Nobody can picture that? Jesus is walking around the face of the earth. And where he went, crowds followed him. When I say crowds, they use the term multitudes. Multitudes. If you look around, we've got about 35-ish, 40 people in here, maybe. Would you call that a multitude? No? Nah, me either. What's a multitude? What's a multitude? How many, how many Rowan, would I have to, to give you for it to be a multitude? Thousands. Thousands? At least hundreds. At least, at least, <laughs> at least hundreds. So... A multitude would be thousands or at least hundreds. Um, now, I don't know about you, but it makes me wonder, in a day and age where there was no social media, there was no television, there was no radio, there was no newspapers, how did multitudes find out about Jesus? Word of mouth. Word of mouth? Does that does that actually work? Twitter? Yeah, there maybe there was Twitter. Word of mouth? That seems to be an effective way to let people know what's going on. Right? What? Birds? Okay. So word of mouth that worked. Multitudes followed him. But let me ask you why? Why did they follow him? If you read through our passage tonight, we'll see some reasons why they did. But let me ask you, from your, uh, from your knowledge of what's going on in the New Testament, of your studies of what happened when Jesus was on the earth, why would people follow Jesus? Why would they come out in droves? Why would multitudes follow him around? Why? Rowan? He healed people. Absolutely. Man, I got this bum knee. I think I'm going to go see Jesus. Dower, what do you got? What? They believed he was the Savior. What? Right? Okay. Yeah. There were people that liked the message that he was teaching. It was different. It was something that attracted people. Okay? Logan. What? Oh, you were getting my attention from the tower. Okay. What do you got? I think there were a lot of doubters that 
don't believe unless they see, I got to see it to believe it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Doubters. Okay. So what you're telling me is that he's healing people. I don't think so. I'm going to go and check this out for myself because it sounds kind of far-fetched. All right. Why else? Why else would people follow Jesus in that day and age? Why would the crowds? What? Food! Absolutely. I'm there. Yeah. He taught people. And the things that he said were so inconsistent with the teachings of the day. He taught them with wisdom that made sense to the average person. He taught them with with humility. He taught them with grace. He taught them with love, things that were oftentimes missing in the religious leaders of that day. How about the fact that he just plain loved people? I mean, you kind of like being around people who love you, right? I mean, that's why you go to grandma's house. It doesn't yeah, matter what you do. Go. It's hard to get in trouble at grandma's house. That's what Ruthie tells me. Can't get in trouble at grandma's house. So, people followed Jesus for a variety of reasons, and they followed him in multitudes. They followed him in droves. There were a lot of them that were behind him, that were following him. And out of those, we had different levels, we had different reasons, we had different experiences. But now let's fast forward to today. Do you believe today that Jesus is still alive and real today? Okay, so why do people follow him now? Same reasons? For eternal life. For eternal life? Give that boy a gold star. What else? Why else? Eternal life, the same reasons. He feeds people. They like what he's doing. He heals people. They like the message. Do we see multitudes today? I see I see some confused looks. I see yeses, noes. Tell me what. Yes? No. Okay, not as easily as when he was actually on the earth. Okay? You look like you want to say something. Well, I'm, I'm just kind of puzzled because when he was on earth, the Holy Spirit wasn't in people. So they don't have some of the same maybe convictions or the Holy Spirit working within us that we have today since he's gone. So, you know, I, I'm kind of chewing on this. I'm thinking, geez, wasn't it maybe harder back then when he was actually alive? Because they don't have what we have so it was harder to follow him then? I don't know. That's what I'm kind of chewing on. And, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to not have the Holy Spirit in you versus having that working in you every day. I, I think that we could, we could go to a discussion, and I don't want to go there tonight, but we could discuss the multitudes that followed him, and then when, when it got tough, how many were stuck around? Um, 
But, you know, there, that's a whole other topic. But today we have people that follow him. Do you think that there was in that era a sense of excitement about this new phenomenon, this new guy in town, or this this person, again, word of mouth, hey, you gotta check out this guy that, I heard about him from my cousin's brother's uncle's dog's best friend, who saw him speak in Austin, and he's gonna be coming through Albert Lee next weekend, we gotta go. Because it changed my friend's life, or he was healed, or, this guy's got to be a fraud because nobody can do those kinds of healings or whatever reason, but we got to go check him out. Do you think there was some of that going on? I think so. There's some excitement. What about today? Is there an excitement to what God is doing in the lives of Christians today? Yes and no. Yes and no. Explain, Rowan, since you brought that up. interesting because what we've got is we we've got people that have had God experiences people that have interacted with him at a high level people that have had him speak in their life that have seen miracles or have felt a special touch from him are excited about that but to what level I think about marketing Marketing is huge. You guys know what marketing is? So one of the big things with um, marketing is that you have to be able to get your target audience's attention in a way that will grab a hold of them and make them remember something memorable about your product. So my favorite all-time Super Bowl commercial is this Tabasco sauce. It's ridiculous, huh? Tabasco sauce. A guy is sitting on the front porch and he's eating pizza and he is shaking Tabasco sauce on it to beat the band and it is slathered in Tabasco sauce. He's got it all over his face. It's dripping off of his chin. He's got tons of Tabasco sauce on him on the pizza, it's almost nauseating how much Tabasco sauce he's putting on this slice of pizza, and he's eating and just, just devouring it. While he's doing that, this mosquito buzzes up, lands on his arm, and bites him. He doesn't care. The mosquito bites him, and he continues to eat his pizza. 
The mosquito then, after biting him, flies away, and as it flies away, it bursts into flames because of the amount of Tabasco sauce coursing through his veins. And that's all the commercial is. There's no words, there's nothing to it other than that. That is my favorite commercial. I don't necessarily eat Tabasco sauce. I'm not a big fan of it, but that commercial sticks with me as my favorite. I don't know why, it just is, it sends a strong signal about what Tabasco sauce does. If you eat it, you will burst into flames. I'm kidding, that's not the message it sends. Some people think that we don't market our faith well. Some people think that the church doesn't do a good job of marketing what we do or our product. Would you agree with that statement? Okay, so could we wrap it better? Put a nice bow on it? When people fly away from the church, they burst into flames. Not exactly. Okay, maybe not that. Um, okay, now here's, here's the other piece of that, is that when you talk about, again, I want to go back to when Jesus walked on the face of the earth, that marketing, what was it? It was word of mouth. What drives word of mouth? Is it a slick marketing campaign? You said people? Word of mouth is driven by people. What do people talk about? People talk about what they're passionate about, what they're excited about, what is the first thing that they think about when they wake up, the last thing that they think about before they go to bed. That's what they converse about. The question is, I don't think, do we market it well? Do we market it slickly? Do we need to change that? And there probably is some of that that we need to do. But the question is, and I don't like this question, but do we really believe what we claim to believe? If having a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important decision you could ever make, and if it is the most important life-changing decision that you personally have ever made, why wouldn't you talk about it? Why wouldn't you tell others about it? Why wouldn't it be the first thing that you think about and the last thing that you think about on your day? Why wouldn't it be part of your conversation? If I followed you around the school, if I followed you around for a 24-hour period, would I hear it coming out of your lips? Something that would indicate that you're excited about your faith. That's the question not just for you that's the question for me that's the question for the church that's the question for the big church church universal church around the world I don't like that question because it makes me uncomfortable but I think that's a question that's very pertinent for us Yes. I was going to say, because we live in a touchy-feely world where we don't want to offend somebody, it's not cool. It's not cool to talk about. And I've seen that, and older people can see that through the generations of the decades of how things have changed. And that's where 
we come back to the idea of not wanting to talk about certain topics, certain subjects. And I think that what we have to realize is that it's not, I am not necessarily going to preach to you that you need, I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't preach to people, that's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that if you are talking about the thing that is the most exciting in your life, it's going to get people's attention. They're going to notice it. And when the stuff that you do in your life, the way that you live your life, reflects that relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to set you apart in a way that people are going to say or wonder what's different about that person. It's got to have something to do with this faith that they keep talking about that makes me crazy because you're not supposed to talk about that in polite conversation. And at some point, won't that have an effect? But the question, do we really believe it? Are we really excited? How far would you go to share your I think that that's the question that we need to be asking ourselves. Again, this applies to everybody, myself, the church, big church, church universal. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, I thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for your word and the word challenges and, and uh, stretches us. Father, I just ask that as we, as we go through our, through our small group questions tonight, that you would help us to wrestle with some of these ideas and some of these questions and to think about what this means. Are we truly excited? Is it really, truly what we're passionate about? And Lord, as we we come to that question help us to to either say yes or no be honest and then if it is let's talk about it and if it's not let's ask why let's fix that lord you are a good god we thank you for answered prayer we thank you for being with us tonight we pray this in all things in your son's holy name